Curiosity on Dublin City FM. We're here, we're queer, and a happy new year. Well, almost. Get into it. I'm James O'Hagan, and this is Curiosity, proudly presented by LGBT Ireland, the National LGBT Support Service. Whatever's on your mind, LGBT Ireland's helpline volunteers are here to listen seven days a week on 1800 929 539. Coming up on our New Year's Eve Eve extravaganza today, Podrick and I will be joined by podcaster, content, content creator, and owner of one of the most contagious laughs in Ireland, Fanula Jones, to take a fleeting glance back at what was truly an unprecedented year as we revisit some of the biggest moments it had to offer. Self-confessed Irish chart enthusiast Keen Sullivan, host of RuPaul's Jag Race recap podcast, Pod, drops in to let us know who we all need to be adding to our playlist right now to achieve a Spotify rap to be proud of in 2024. And Maria Fleming, CEO of First Fortnight and Sam Stewart, founder of Sam's Collective, queer creative events agency, will be joining us to discuss the LGBTQI plus events taking place during the upcoming Mental Health, Arts and Culture First Fortnight Festival taking place in early January. And I believe Mystic McCarthy has the crystal ball out to help us uncover what lies ahead for us just now in uh, in twenty 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 four. Parik, you're going to be double James, jobbing, double jobbing. <laughs> I'm I'm taking it very serious as well. Yeah, new year, new me, and I'm 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 think the star signs are are aligning for us. I think they are. I see it they too. Are. Yeah, How was your Christmas been? Oh, beautiful. Oh, oh my god, it feels like it's just no time at all has passed. Yeah, I know. Honestly, um, my. Arteries are, are clogged. My liver has failed. <laughs> but it's great to be back. But look, this is it. This is what you do to yourself. You destroy yourself so that then you can get into January with a brand new sense of joy and vim and vigour. I have your horoscope here. I'm excited. What, so are what, you what? a star sign girly? You know, I'm not, but Diego is. And so therefore I've kind of been dragged in. I'm a sceptic. Yeah. I'm a sceptic. I think they're very general and I feel like a lot of the stuff they say, you could just be like, that's definitely relatable to me. I Yeah, but then sometimes it's like, oh, these guys are so, th- like, you know, cancers are so this, or yeah. Aquarius is so this. And it is like, oh, well, that is so me. Yeah. And I would be lying if I said, when it's positive, I like to think it's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm exactly the same. When yeah. it's positive or suggests that, like, I have the upper hand, or and I do always want to check which character my star sign is. Yeah. Very thing, and I always want it to be the main character. It's interesting, and I think look, we're looking ahead to 2024. Um, so I said what I would do is I would I would read your horoscope for you. Please, you know? like, let so me let me you, go. Your star sign is Cancer. It is, yes. and then conveniently, so is mine. <laughs> well, that's so, handy. So I'm going to read the same thing for both of us, and for somehow it's going to fit both of our lives. Anywho, you will step into 2024 with poems, stories, and book reading sessions. Which, first of all, I didn't know you could read. <laughs> so good for you. All of which can um, ascribe a unique identity to you. At the same time, Saturn will keep you busy at work this year and Rahu, and I don't know who that is, uh, can make you undertake several tours. So we're going on holidays, babe. We're taking it, we're taking it in, uh, international. Look here, we've got, to get, we've got to get into the, we've got to get into to Fanula and chat to her all about her reeling in the ears. But I have to say, all I heard there is we're going to be talking about poems. First fortnight is on this yeah. episode, so here yeah. we are. We're going on tour. Of course we are. Yeah. Pride to our around curiosity. I'm into it. I buy it. I tell you, yeah, there's loads of stuff here. It says your loneliness will finally end, so good for you. Oh. Now, James, it might be the last show of the year, but it's certainly not the least. You could say we saved the best for last, but we let everyone listening 
decide that with our last guest of the year. Joining us now to recap the biggest stories of 2023, discuss whether a new year ever brings any real change and to chat pop culture tops and flops of 2023 a little bit later on is presenter of Flop Culture and a true ally, Miss Fanula Jones. Welcome, Fanula Jones. Thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely thrilled. We're gagged. Isn't we it cannot a, believe. In the wise words of Ursera, it's about time. <laughs> Honestly, it's like a cork takeover today. Isn't it? I have been heavily hinting. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. So I'm how, paid off. how have they uh, in a Dublin radio station allowed two cork people to come on at the same time? I, I will know. never. I'm understand. just not strong willed enough. Yeah, that's the problem. Fair. I know. I'm over, I'll, 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 be, I'll over. be moved out of here in no time. <laughs> now, in a break to tradition, we're not actually going to recap the queer news stories of the week, which we usually would do. We're going to take it back to the whole year, okay. right? And we asked you to think of something that sticks out in your mind uh, as a pivot moment in 2023 what have you got for us this wasn't just a pivotal moment in 2023 it was a pivotal moment in my life I would say (laughs) and it's actor singer like all around triple threat Ariana DeBose star of Disney's Wish probably most recently performing at the BAFTAs I think it was January um, the British Academy of Film and Television Awards she did a rap that oh my god how do I even put it into words yeah I don't know it was basically about celebrating the women nominees across categories and it just it took over the internet in the best possible way. I love it. It really just, it, it took off, didn't it? It really did. Like it became, and it really is just filled with so much joy because I remember being on a roller coaster with it where initially there was like all of the snideys on, on Twitter being like, oh, look at her making a fool of herself. And then instantly there was so much love and now it has just become like iconic. Yeah, it, it really did, didn't it? it one particular um line of it was obviously Angela Bassett do you want to give us your best impression yeah oh my god okay can you give us a spoken word version (laughs) of the uh, the the, the piece please Angela Bassett did the thing (laughs) she certainly did Viola Davis my woman king (laughs) Etc. I love it. I could listen to that all day. I mean, day. as you said, people were initially very snide. There's absolutely no way I could have come up with the names, naming, like rhyming the names of the people, the films, yeah. the, no. the choreography. It's very hard to dance and sing, and yeah. she did it. She did everything. She certainly Tri- did it. Triple threat. <laughs> triple threat. <laughs> yeah, Ariana DeBose did the thing. Yeah. I want to have been in that writer's room when they were kind of trying to figure it out. Was it Jamie Lee, You Are All of Us? And Jamie Lee, You Are All of Us. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> someone needs to get fired, but also someone needs a raise. Truly, yeah. But it's also the camera panning to the various people, right? Perplexed and, individuals. Yeah, and obviously we had Kerry Condon up for Banshee's Vinish here and one of our own. And again, she's doing the Irish thing of like being really, like really polite, neutral, kind yeah. of sort of smiling, but yeah. also totally bewildered at what's going on. Yeah. You can just tell. like It's she one just of those has, moments. The, uh, the big Irish head in her just being like this. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to be unpacking this later. Absolutely. James, infamously on this show loves his time machine I'm going to ask him to talk about another mode of transport this year though because <laughs> James something else sticks out in your I mind. mean yeah, absolutely this is the story I think that kind of it just baffled me and in the way kind of like how 2023 has been which is just like all just everyone's eyes being dragged for just the briefest mm. fleetingest moment on these stories that become enormous yeah. and then vanish off but so in June of this year June 18th a submersible carrying five people dove down to visit the site of the Titanic. And honestly, why would you want to do that? I don't know. Why, why 
why would this be? Oh, why would you be overcome by this need to go to the depths where you literally are going to be pulverized if if the machine that you're going down in isn't sort of you know absolutely properly the best thing in the world? But they, um, the the five people on board were Hamish Harding, a UK billionaire, Shazza Dawood uh, and his son Suleiman, Paul Henry Najule, a seventy-seven year old French explorer, and Stockton Rush, the founder and chief executive of. Ocean Gate charged each of them two hundred and fifty thousand euro for oh a visit, and it turned into the the sort of this this hunt for Red October turned into this sort of like it was a moment where I think the proletariat really began to just scream loudly eat the rich yeah. we are starving we yeah, cannot it was like somebody get that orca and send it down and to it, the re- it really became the butt of all jokes at the bottom of the ocean but like you didn't but it, it was it, it, it did. and the thing is like you know there was this like sort of like horrific thing where you actually were watching like the news in real time like you know oh the the, the submersible has like two hours of air left it's got I found that so terrifying it was, it was horrifying yeah. and then they were like oh no turns out actually that it, it like just blew up after uh, it just blew up as uh, you know, as soon as it was lost about four days ago. Yeah. I mean, horrific. The idea that, like, you know, that that you could just be pulverized into dust in the space yeah. of like a nanosecond is is horrifying. But also, does really make you think that rich people have too much money? Yeah, Probably. and you know what? They, their money could have been spent way better elsewhere. Yeah, and I mean, you... I mean, with that two hundred and fifty, at least you could have just not got something other than a PlayStation controller. To yeah, control exactly. The thing. Yeah, exactly. It's mad to think that both those stories were this year. Isn't it? No, I know. They like feel if, so far it away like in so, some ways. Doesn't it really? Like yeah. it really does. Like, um, my story that I've chosen this week is, I suppose, more so about Barben. It's Barbenheimer. Yeah, of course, and yeah. the show called that. Particularly, Barbie had on the entire globe this year is such a camp year in terms of movies because of Barbie. It has it. it I in my eyes, the top movie of the year. Mm. Um and. I mean, just recently we just saw. I think was it was it nine uh, Golden Globe nominations that they're after getting, but also eighteen Critic Choice Award mm. uh, nominations. That's like the most ever. Um, and I'm not really surprised, but no. of, obviously when it came out, it came out the same day as Oppenheimer. And what came from that was like this amazing rivalry, which I think was like a, the perfect marketing ploy for both of these. In your in your opinion, did you see them both? What did you think? Which was your favourite? I actually still haven't seen Oppenheimer. Which Have you I not? No. Which is fair. It's Barbie. long. Very yeah. long. But what I find kind of funny and or maybe funny is the wrong word. Maybe ironic. Isn't it ironic? Yeah. Um, I think probably more... I don't know if you've seen the Variety interview with Margot Robbie and Killian Murphy yes. where they're actors on actors. A brilliant interview. Margot talks about the fact that one of the producers on Oppenheimer who she'd worked with before essentially rang her up and was like, hey, I think you should move the release date yeah, of Barbie. I've heard this, yeah. And he was like, and then she was like, no, like if you're scared, like you can move it. And eventually he was like, no. And imagine if they had then we wouldn't have had this event where people are coming to the cinema in their pink and their black and doing the double feature it was um, amazing to see the cinemas just filled with people in their costumes like getting yeah. properly just, it felt like sort of an occasion a real proper yeah. occasion I, I only saw two movies in the cinema this year one of them was Barbie and the other one was Megan so I only go to the <laughs> I only go to see a film in the cinema <laughs> if it is about a, a doll yeah. slaying the yeah. patriarchy yeah. <laughs> I, I saw Megan and I saw Barbie and I saw Oppenheimer I didn't see them on the same day like many people did but when I went to see Barbie it was so gassed because everyone was like hey Barbie and I was just like I can't get on board with this <laughs> like someone calls me Ken I'm like slinger up right but, but I actually did enjoy Oppenheimer but I do wonder whether 
Oppenheimer would have done better if Barbie wasn't there or did it do better because Barbie was there too and people were going to see both of them so that they could compare I think it was definitely helped 100% yeah. I think I, so too I think Barbie would have done as well regardless but I think Oppenheimer wouldn't have if I think, it hadn't yeah. been I think, the, the hype yeah and I think going off the same day actually did them a massive favour I in my own personal like I suppose what I would go and see I wouldn't have seen Oppenheimer if I wasn't comparing it to Barbie and yeah. I don't think any of my gays would have went either no <laughs> to no, be no, totally no, no. honest with you anyway Fluda you're going to stay with us yes um, and also you're controlling the music this week I'm so excited yeah so we asked Vanula <laughs> just to prepare some music and uh, the first song that you're going to play is the song the best song that you saw live in 2023 tell us about it so I went to Madonna's Celebration Tour in Antwerp and it was a life-changing I'm experience. So I'm so jealous. Oh my God, and the song I've chosen, I cried at when I saw it live. It's Like a Prayer. Oh my God, what an experience. There you go. So Unbelievable. Uh, do you know what? One of my favourite Madonna songs of all time. It's Madonna and Like a Prayer on Curiosity. No New Year New Me revamp is complete without a mega playlist revamp. Joining us now to help revitalise our listening habits as we head into 2024 is pop culture guru and host of RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast, Sissy That Pod, Keen Sullivan. Welcome to my home. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm like the um, the, the, odd the one mistress. <laughs> the mistress. <laughs> For those not in the know, me and Keen did host a a, a long running and successful Sissy Dot Pod, um, and there was trip. absolute war. And then I was I was kicked out. out. I was I was written out of the will. Never talked about again. <laughs> you were voted off the island. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pulled your lipstick, and you were out. <laughs> But anyway, look, that's what we, we don't. We, drag race is behind us. You've that's got, you've got, you've got what four more days until you're back down the barrel. Don't of talk it. about that, please. <laughs> oh my god, does it ever end? Please. Yeah. Never but end. so, if you were asked to give a 2023 a vibe check, what would it be, and what are the vibes shaping up for for 2024? Right, in terms of 2023, uh, I feel something that was really big musically was the return of kind of like early 2000s dance music. You mm-hmm. hear a lot of trance from like Calvin. And Ellie with Miracle and and his track with, with Sam Smith. You also have like that track with Casso and Ray Prada, yeah. big on the trance Love scene. Love that song. Yeah, absolute banger. Yeah. Uh, so, and then you have drum and bass coming back in with Kenya Grace. Was doing a lot of drum and bass, got to number one in the UK with that. And um, also React, Switch Disco, the Love Island song of the yeah. year. That's like a throwback to a trance track from the 90s. So I feel like early 2000s dance music was really big this year so and it's obviously- kind of coming along with the fashion where we're gonna the jeans are getting baggier exactly. yeah. the crop tops are getting croppier and trans <laughs> the glow is sticks back are back <laughs> baby it's getting trans- yeah. 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 Like big fish small fish cardboard box <laughs> was the vibe of 2023 but also here in Ireland as well like Jazzy uh, had such a big year what a big Irish year for her mm-hmm. she became like the first Irish female solo act to be number one since 2010 that's incredible. Yeah, that and she incredible. just did the Jingle Bell Ball as well, which is a big, big, huge mm-hmm. stage yeah. for someone like that. You know, yeah. there's just just this year, like, shot out of nowhere. 100%. So, like, that was definitely the vibe check for this year. Other than that, like, you also have this, I guess it's like a, like a antithesis to rave is this, like, folk aesthetic coming back. So you have, like, your Noah Khan, your David Kushner, your Zach Bryant, your Mitski, a bit of Taylor in there as well. So, like... They're the two sides of the spectrum. And then obviously there's the usual chaos that TikTok throws up. Yeah, yeah. It's a mixed bag, really, isn't mm-hmm. it? You could say that. Are you going to are you gonna spotlight people for us today? For next year? 
for yes, ne- yeah, for next sorry. year. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily. Well, I'll t- talk to you some of the music that's good. I expect to be big next year. Yeah, okay. We'll go that way. One track, uh, one song I want to uh, play for you though is uh, from Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj had uh, had a new album out a few weeks ago on the eighth, and this year one of the biggest albums of the year was by SZA, right? Yeah, but SOS, really huge. That came out right towards the end of last year. So I think Nicki Minaj is trying to jump the scissor spot and like get it out just before the end of the year. And by the time people are finished with all the Christmas music, they're like, "What's that? What's new?" Yeah. Nicki Minaj. What What was the overall like um, response to the album when mixed. it came out? Yeah, I've heard that. I've seen I, it was mixed. There's a lot of people talking about the fact that like only one of the tracks made it into the top forty. That yeah. like that the rest are, and like you're used to now like chart domination, meaning mm-hmm. that every single album album track like Taylor Swift <laughs> Taylor, has set a standard that like unless every single track of your album makes it into the top 10 you are actually not performing yeah, yeah. so the, this does seem to be a bit of a mixed bag but to be honest she's always had kind of like choppy albums she's not really an album artiste the way SZA is I don't think she's going to dominate the same way SZA has but I do think when people are looking for new music early in January they might come looking for her, her. and she has a track called Everybody which features that interpolates that Move Your Feet track by Junior Senior again early 2000s dance yeah. track so it is kind of on trend that way so that's kind of what I think might be a TikTok hit from early in January would you like to have a listen? Let's have a listen Go on I have to say, last year I believe we had the reimagining of Blue, the the Eiffel yeah. sixty five thing, and this just gives me the same sort of nightmares. Like this gives me the ick. <laughs> but I can open. It's making me want to pop things that I never popped before. <laughs> I'm loving it. Your ears like that. Yeah. <laughs> the thing was back. with Blue, they just rewrote the lyrics to make them even worse than. Yeah. <laughs> Which is sort of <laughs> impossible. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm feeling all right. Never the best time. Yeah. It's no. a bit cringe, isn't it? Yeah, totally. So other than new music Let's talk about more Old music New music From Maybe we can expect next year You mentioned Taylor Swift We're still expecting Christ. Reputation Does she ever end Does it ever end I don't know I don't know. She is just non-stop. She's like a conveyor belt. She really is But like I'm I'm, I'm here I'm here for the ride uh, I'm in I'm a Taylor girly Have you got ticks? I no, don't have ticks I, I'm going to be going to a wedding The week that How Taylor Swift is here in Dublin and I, I, Honestly It's also the same weekend as Dublin Pride So yeah, it is, is it even the same sex wedding? Um, yes it is the same sex okay. wedding That's it So That's they have decided they're like, we, This is going to be the one, uh, the one The one moment of, of campness will be us But you are not allowed to go to uh, To Taylor Swift or Pride I yeah. was certain that Girls Led Were going to announce their gig for that year but, For that weekend But they didn't So thank, thank God goodness. Anyway Thank you <laughs> um, move. Yeah, no, I, I went to see the movie instead Honestly I couldn't recommend it more Really, best, was a good best yeah. uh, safe saving of 120 euro you'll ever have. Well, like, that's the thing. It's just so funny that like people are comparing to the last time that she was here, and I think she played in Croke Park, and they couldn't give the tickets yeah. away. And now you can't get them. They're like gold dust. Like the it's Pope was having U-turn. to give her a leg up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like these things just don't happen. But anyway, Reputation is my favorite Taylor Swift album, so that's going to be coming early next year. She's already started teasing it. She's got rid of the fringe, which is very Reputation. She's changed her color palette to black and white and gray in her clothes. So it's coming early next year, so you can look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's kind of doing a bit of a re-release as well next year is Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. So, oh my god, week. Jennifer Lopez uh, is obviously back with Ben. After. Yeah, did you see that she um, posted I, everything in the nineties? She back. posted um, a burst about like paying tribute to him as a father. I think on his birthday, and in one of them, she basically leaks a nude. <laughs> oh, she, like it's just him, like tr- like no top on, and it's just. 
chef's kiss <laughs> and we're like thank you Jennifer what I find so funny is that like she's so enthusiastic about being a celebrity and he could not care no not he's at like, all he's just like I'm married to that hot woman yeah and that's all, that <laughs> all, that's all that matters it. well her 2002 album This Is Me Then was uh, released when she was with Ben the first time there's yeah. even a track on it called Dear Ben and she is now in on the 16th of February releasing This Is Me Now it's going to be a whole new album inspired by the music of that era and there's going to even be a track called Dear Ben Part 2. Is oh. there? Wow. So she knows what she's doing. How she creative. Does. So there's a new track coming out called uh, Can't Get Enough which is out January 10th so I don't want to clip of that but let's have a throwback of All I Have from This Is Me then in 2002. Pride is all I have. Pride is what you had baby girl I'm what you have. You'll be needing me but too bad. Be easy don't make decisions when you're mad. That song, that sound who? brings me back to such a specific time oh, in my life. Because in my head, when I was listening to that there, I wasn't sure who it was and I can just see Ben singing it. <laughs> in his best yeah. yeah. But th- that that is like first or second year of college, kind of every mo- everything sounded exactly like that. Yeah. Everything was smoother than I was ever going to be. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Never ever managed to be. A great <laughs> karaoke song as well. So look, maybe that's going to give an idea of what the album is going to be like. There's also going to be a documentary that comes out with it, which is described as an intimate, fantastical, and narrative-driven reflection on Lopez's journey to find love. Well, look, we only have two quick minutes left, so we need you to just give a top tip. Looking into next year, who do you think are going to be the the top-played artists at the end of next year on arriving on people's Spotify Raps? Is this for the for the for the gays basically? For the gays, yeah. And we're not talking about curiosity being top podcast. We know that. We know that. Uh, I think it's going to be a big year for music loved by gay people. Dua Lipa is going to have a, a new album out. Yeah. She's going to follow oh, Houdini. Yeah, well, oh. Houdini's leading to oh, something yes, big. Of course. So we're okay. going to see what the follow-up to Future Nostalgia is going to look like. Sugar Babes are tended to have an album out. Yeah. The Veronicas will be back with an album called Gothic mm. Summer. Wow. Get that idea. Oh uh, Paloma Faith, The Gossip, and Gwen Stefani are all tired to have music next year. So oh my God, it's going to be a Not Gwen yeah. Stefani. She's my, she is my flop queen. I She's... love it. <laughs> That'll be 20 years since what, what, you, what you're waiting for, won't it? Uh, yeah, that would be, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The quick oh my God. Also, then, in terms of movies, you have um, Wicked is going to be out next year. Yes, so there'll be Ariana. Yeah. Uh, also, you'll have Mean Girls, the musical, so there could be music from that. And then also, Joker, Folly Ado, where Gaga plays Harlequin, which is a musical. So, I new mean, Gaga music, at least. You'd be at a Joker least, You'd be anything. a joker not to go and follow <laughs> Keen Sullivan wherever. Keen, <laughs> you're amazing. Let us, let us know where people could go and check you out um, and hear the, the unbridled enthusiasm which you will bring to your what, 700th season of Drag Race. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'll be hosting Sissy the Pod, Sissy That Pod, in the new year in January, talking about Drag Race season 16. And until then, you can find me on Twitter at Keen Sullivan. Gorgeous. Thank Pleasure. you so much. Thank you so much, Keen. First, 
Fortnite Festival is an arts festival that takes place annually in Ireland during the first two weeks of January. The festival aims to challenge mental health stigma and promote discussions around mental health through various artistic and cultural events, including performances, exhibitions and discussions. Joining us now to chat about the 2024 festival and the LGBTQI plus events which are part of it are CEO of First Fortnite, Maria Fleming, and founder of Sam's Collective Queer Creative Art Events Agency, Sam Stewart. Thank you both for joining us. Welcome. Welcome, Curiosity. Maria, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Um, First fortnight, as James said, it's an arts festival running throughout January. January is like a particularly difficult time of year for a lot of people like it's dark I yeah. suppose you know post Christmas blues I think we've blue, Jan- blue, Monday, blue Monday in January, January. yeah, January. <laughs> um, is, is, is there a reason why you've chosen January to run the festival and as well as that uh, what can people expect from this year's programme yes exactly so it is for the reasons that you've said so Christmas time is this big busy exciting time for a lot of people for some people it's not mm. if you have it, it's very much a family occasion so if you have um, a difficult relationship with your family then Christmas could be quite isolating and could be a a lonely time for people and then in January you have all the new year new you new resolutions it's a lot of pressure yeah and that's fine if you're in your happy place but if you've had a really difficult time or a difficult year you know maybe January is not going to be where you're hopping up and down so First Fortnight was founded as a mental health arts festival and we're looking at uh, the stigma that's attached to mental health and trying to challenge that and January seemed like a really good time to have that festival and the first two weeks in January we see ourselves as a little cultural oasis for people but also um, there wasn't a lot happening that time culturally when we started off now there's a few things that have joined us since but um, uh, it's a good time to get audiences it's a good time to get some attention for the topic you know we go on lots of radio shows like this and and chat about it so we're trying to bring some awareness to the stigma attached to mental ill health and this is a great opportunity Brilliant and in terms of the programme this year what can people expect to see see at the festival? Lots of fabulousness I love that So uh, One of our highlights, I suppose, is Silva Lumina, which is a lantern exhibition in the Botanic Gardens. So have you ever wanted to see the Botanic Gardens by night? So, yeah, so Silva Lumina, the title is sort of Forest of Light or Glowing Forest. And what we have is over 50 life-size lanterns that are shaped sort of like half person, half plant. And they've been made with the amazing artist Tom Meskel, and he's worked with a number of communities groups building these lanterns we have a beautiful soundtrack that goes along so you come and you walk through the forest oh, of lanterns yeah, that's yeah. fantastic so that's running throughout the festival it's free but ticketed so you do need yeah. to book and it's booking up so yeah, get okay. in there Yeah, okay. and um, we have some amazing theatre we have Dopamine Girl which is a story of one person's experience lived experience of ADHD told in a musical who doesn't love a musical <laughs> uh, We have very upper street yeah <laughs> Exactly. We have Selvage from Brew Theatre, which is the story of a, a young person struggling with anxiety. And within the play, their anxiety is played by a character. So the anxiety is personified. Um, so it's a really yeah. interesting taking it another way to look at it. And obviously one of the, the other cornerstone events of the uh, the campaign is is the, uh, the, the the queer open mic. And did it feel like a natural fit for Sam's Collective to get involved with, uh, with, with First Fortnight? Absolutely. 
Um, it felt like a huge kind of full circle moment, uh, particularly for me, because the Queer Open Mic Night was actually started when I was going through a rough mental health time myself. Um, so when I heard about First Fortnight, I was like, it's absolutely something that we want to be involved in because it's it's it aligns with everything that we do. Uh, the whole kind of point of our Queer Open Mic is to create a safe space for you know beginning with the queer community mm-hmm. but it then kind of became with everything else so kind of like a safe space to like talk vulnerably about your feelings to kind of let people know that you're not doing well there's times where I get up on the mic and I'm like look lads I've had a bit of a crap week but you know we're all here yeah. together and yeah. I'm being transparent and honest um but it definitely felt like a perfect fit yeah so it's kind of that, to... that community then isn't it yeah yeah absolutely yeah. I, I know you touched a small bit, Sam, about the the queer the queer open mic night that that you run. Can you just tell us a little bit more about it? I suppose what what can people expect if they're to go along to it? Or or like you know you know when I hear open mic, sometimes it's comedy, sometimes it's it's song. Uh, what would they expect at your open mic night? And also, if anyone wants to get involved, yeah. how can how can they do that? Um, well, our queer open mic night is um, open to everyone. So it's a variety open mic. Um, we say it's open to everyone and anyone. Um, our community is welcoming. There is a set of rules at the beginning of the night um, that if you've been, you'll know that I kind of say a set of rules and it's kind of these are the rules that are for the space. Meaning just we want everyone to be respected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're course. agreeing to these rules, then you're okay that if you like if you break any of the rules that you're cool to be yeah. shifted <laughs> out of the room I love that. Um, but we just want to keep everyone as safe as possible and um, it's vital actually isn't it yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. So otherwise people wouldn't share mm. yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and it's a huge it's a huge it's a safe space for perfor- performers but it's also a safe space for our community which is really really mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. Um, and as well for everyone to speak about like their mental health and kind of yeah. I know I um, process my uh struggles and stuff like that through my art through writing and stuff so to kind of have somewhere to display um and to get involved we have our uh queer open mic night as part of first fortnight on Woo-hoo. the 14th um we also have a mental health coffee morning on the 7th as well um so to get involved with that it's on the first fortnight website but it's also on sam's collective, sam's collective. um is that on instagram, instagram. Yeah, yeah great stuff that's fantastic. And it can be very daunting to, to put yourself in a position where you are standing up in front of a group of people to share something either you've created or, or, or yeah. an original kind of idea. So I think it's it's a brilliant to have those rules, but those boundaries at the mm. very beginning, like this is a respectful place where, where kind of we appreciate every, everyone, what people is sharing and the, and the amount of um, effort it may have taken them to get to the place where they're, they're happy to do that. So Maria, just to, to come back to you, throughout the rest of the, where the, the year, you run the, the Centre for Creative Therapies. Are there other events focused on for the LGBTQA plus community that you should watch out throughout the year that go on within there? Well, the therapy that we run um, is actually run for a very particular population and that's people who are homeless or at risk of homelessness. So within that, we would have people in the LGBTQI plus community as well. But the therapy services, they're for children, adolescents and adults who are homeless or at risk of homelessness and struggling with their mental health. And we offer those services free of charge. So it's another way for us to use the arts as well as the festival to have the arts as a way of exploring healing and recovery yeah. for mental health. Could I mention one other Yeah, event? absolutely. No, whatever. This, this is what we're here for. Yeah. Get the plug in. Get the plug in. We have a gorgeous event which is very similar to Sam's Collective. It's called We'll All Still Be Here and it's running in Smock Alley and what it is is a seven hour longitudinal show where there are about 20 musicians. They're coming in and out and they're performing um, 
a piece of music. It's an improvised piece of music. So the musicians are tapping in and out over the seven hours. And there's a microphone at the front of the stage. Mm -hmm. And we invite the audience to come up and speak. And when this has been performed before, people invariably end up talking about their mental health and struggles and anxiety, as well as sharing poetry, maybe joining in singing with the the yeah. musicians or telling a you know telling us about their recurring dreams but um I love that it's this it's a real festival piece because it's 7 hours long and the title is we'll all still be here so you can come in sit for 10 minutes go away come back 3 hours we'll later we'll all still, still be there. here I've never heard anything like that before no absolutely no. and it's also I think it really kind of it's around that togetherness and that community because the beginning of the year can be a very isolating time for people so yeah. it's having that sense of that like you know kind of bringing you back into the community bringing you back into those spaces where you have that sort of connection. sense of warmth and connection yeah. is, is, is really really important thank you so much for chatting to us we're, 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 I can't believe we're, we're almost out of, out of time but I want to ask us where can people find out more information about Sam's Collective and where can people go to book tickets to all of the wonderful events that you've uh, you've told us about throughout the rest of the festival so firstfortnight.ie is where you'll get all our information and we'd love to hear from the audience as well brilliant, brilliant. And for Sam's Collective, we have samscollective.com, which has all of our um, events and also our resources and everything on it. But we're also really active on Instagram at Sam's Collective. Excellent. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for coming in. Best of luck with everything. Thank Thank you. you. We are still joined by Miss Fanuna Jones. Do you love that they give you the full title? Yeah, I do love it. Because people it. think my actual surname is Jay and I have to correct them all the time. Yeah, well, well it's Well, I don't Fanula correct jo- them. That makes me sound rude. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. So many well, people she... out there just be like, Fanula Jay, there yeah. she is. Fanula so Jay. she just sits there in silence and like, I wish that they knew that. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, they don't know my name is Fanula Jones. <laughs> <laughs> now that the big event of Christmas is over, mm. right? And we're looking forward to the new year. Mm. Uh, we were going to chat about New Year actually today with you, if, the, if you don't mind. I don't. Um... New Year's for you. Do you like to celebrate? Are you like a I'm out I'm out to party kind of girl? Are you kind of like I I'm in bed before the countdown kind of gal? I hate New Year's. I'm gonna make a bit honest. I... Well, I like what it brings in, and I am actually kind of I'm big on New Year's resolutions and like are kind you? of okay. fresh start. But in terms of party party, absolutely not. Like the... I like to be in bed. I have done both in the past Mm -hmm. and like I've gone away like for New Year's most years and you do the whole thing or whatever I don't like it either I don't like it either it's an awful lot of pressure and you start off your New Year's in an awful awful don't you I'm I'm exactly like you in that I love that kind of idea of like renewal and sort of you know starting afresh and turning over a new leaf and then kind of all of the like possibilities and opportunities that that, like the New Year is bringing you Mm. but the actual celebration of it I just don't enjoy I like Mm. to like Get my get to bed nice and early. If I'm gonna do something, I want it to be like really, really, really kind of well organized. Yeah, yeah. like tickets to a gig that I know isn't yeah. going to be oversold. Kind of a vibe. It's, it's a lot of pressure, and as as well, it's organized fun, which I hate organized yeah. fun. If you if you Same. if you try to organize my fun, I'm not gonna enjoy myself. You know, and I can't help it. Um, with New Year's obviously comes New Year New Me. Mm. Do you buy into the New Year New Me kind of thing? I go through phases where I buy into it and I don't. I'm in a phase where I'm buying into it now because last year I did set some New Year's resolutions and I did keep one of them and it was did pretty you? significant. It was doing a triathlon. So Oh my god, and you did do that. And I wow. did. And I did no, I came third last, but that it but doesn't yeah, matter. But you did I did it. it. Next, next year you'll come fifth yeah, last. Yes. <laughs> Woo! So it was one of the resolutions that you made last year and you kept it. Yeah. I think I think sometimes I don't know ones where you're kind of like challenging yourself I always find are go- yeah. and it doesn't have to be fitness or whatever related no, but no. Um, no, I, there was loads there's of others that I didn't endure, keep. Like there's mental endurance there mm. with a triathlon. Like, 
Oh my God, you're telling me. Yeah, it was uh, horrific. I but... do remember your TikToks of you going swimming. It was just so funny. Because she's deadly serious in all the TikToks, but she's wearing a pair of goggles. Yeah. And one of those things. And she has one of the things that like, are across your nose. And it's on a 0.5 lens, so yeah. I look like Slender Man. Yeah. Here, I made so many good friends in the pool when I was training for the triathlon. Maybe I should go back again. Maybe, maybe. All, Like, chatting to all the men, like, and they'd be like, oh, it's a great facility, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, did, And they're like, geez, you're flying it. And then I get a great uh, boost of confidence. So, yeah. What what about the ones that you didn't manage to accomplish? Oh, I mean, I'm self-employed, so you know it was all about more me time, not yeah. taking on as much work. Oh, but we're yeah. we're flat yeah. out now, flat mm-hmm. man up until yeah, the thirty first, and using my phone less. That's clearly yeah. not going well. So. I know, I know. Sure, we're all the same there. Yeah, James, I'm not letting you get away with that question. Well, so now I, I'm not going to go on my anti-diet culture rant, which I will come yeah. to at some point of yeah. curiosity. But I, for and such a long so. time, had like this, it's a, such a pejorative and judgmental sort of. Um, attitude towards New Year's resolutions because mm. it was always going to be like go on a diet lose it's some weight, start weight watchers, and it's like, isn't it? and it's like no so coming 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 at it like that I, I really didn't like I really didn't enjoy it I hated it I always felt like it was going to marching towards this date in the calendar where I suddenly had to be like right okay hate yourself now for six months yeah. but since as soon as I like washed my hair of diet culture and realised that it's all the fallacy and started like challenging myself to stuff like that, that you've said or kind of like setting goals that are more around kind of what would I like to go out the other side of next year having done having made having achieved mm. I do much more enjoy it but I also don't like I, I like the kind of you know the, the fact that it gives you a day where you're like this is where you're starting it gives you a start point but you know it's also nice to know that you can just do that any random yeah. day during the year as well yeah. yeah and that's it I never start on a Monday that's my rule yeah, yeah. True. awful day to start things Um, I personally had two I had two New Year's resolutions one was that I was going to start going to therapy okay. which I did start doing at the start of last year right. very worthwhile uh, thought it was excellent actually and took me a long time to actually step into doing it mm-hmm. and once I did it I actually really enjoyed it then I realised that I had to do some work for it and yeah. I was like I'm too busy for this <laughs> no but actually what happened, no, genuinely what happened was I was I just felt really great after going for a few times and yeah. like, now I know that that's always available to me yes, yeah. the other thing that I was hell set on this year was that I was going to date more Okay. I was that, that was what I was going to do. I went and on. Back on? I went on three dates last year, and I was right. like, so all I need to do is go on four this year. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't gone on one. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't gone on one single. You're dating solitary yourself now. Day. But I'm dating myself, <laughs> and that's actually right because I was going to ask you next, and I will in a second. Uh, did you conquer anything this year? And I'm trying to think back on like what I was like last year, and one thing. With, that I was terrible at doing was spending time on my own. Mm. I found that really hard to do. Um, and I think I, I I would find, even if I was surrounded by people, like people that I live with or mm. when I was at home, I had this like this sense of loneliness a, a, a lot, right? And I couldn't really put my finger on what it was. And it was actually through therapy that I started to come to realise that I actually needed to learn how to be to by be yourself. by myself yeah. right and that was something that I've worked on this year and my god I hate people now <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be by myself all the time yeah. no, I do think that I've come on leaps and bounds in it and I actually value being on my own way more than yeah. I did last year mm. so I suppose on that one do you have any takeaways from this year or you know what, what did you conquer this year if there is anything in particular I mean the triathlon was a huge one for yeah, me I just to prove that I could do it yeah um, in terms of other conquering, th- I would say I've taken on a lot of like work opportunities that I felt yeah. like I wouldn't have had the confidence to. So you I, took I, you took a huge leap though when you when you stepped off like you know or went into working on your, yeah, for yourself. Yeah, yeah. You? So this probably was this was my first full year working for myself, and I suppose just realizing that the world wasn't going to implode because I did that, and yeah. you know getting to pick my own work and stuff it's very 
it's been very Good satisfying, morning. I have yeah. to say. So, yeah. yeah. Good for you. Maybe Good that's for you. my It's nice to reflect, I suppose. Yeah. I don't love reflecting, but when you reflect and it's good, then that's <laughs> yeah. great. James? Uh, I mean, having spent the year living at home with my parents and my partner saving for a mortgage, I think that, you know, we are, we are at the other end now. We have the deposit ready to go. And that is a big achievement. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. I can't wait for the housewarming. Yeah, same. <laughs> you, you, you will not be coming through the door. <laughs> you will not be setting Babe, foot through I'm the door. I'm telling you, maybe, maybe it better be a two bed because I'm taking that spare room. Before you, you and the real of my space team are, are welcome <laughs> at any time. Perfect. Now, I did none of the work on that show, but I'm, I will come, absolutely. Yeah. Before we finish up, right, um, if you know Flula J at all, you will know that she's got the amazing Flop Culture podcast, right, which we've both... Have you been on, James? I have indeed, yeah. You have? Well... It is an amazing podcast and uh, she's the queen of flops. And so what I'm going to do for both of us or for both of you is I'm going to read out some of the pop culture moments from 2023 and very quickly you can tell me whether you think it was a bop or a flop. Cool. Okay. So the first one I've got is the AI generated 90s yearbook photos that took over Instagram flop. there. Oh, flop. 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 Oh my God. Thank God that's done because that was a horrific oh my week God. or so. It was basically six out of ten. Oh, yeah. People paid money. And they, People they were paid money to cartoonify themselves. I know. I know. Give me a break. Put that, on a plaid skirt if you're the, not desperate to know what you look like. There, there's, there, is, there is room for AI, but it's not when people are thrusting over no. themselves. The, the Pope's AI puffer jackets. No, that was that a was, that no, was that was bop. bop. That was a bop. What about Stormzy and Maya Jama getting back together? Bop. I'm old. I knew she'd love you this don't, one. You don't need to know anything other than uh, love is love is true and good in the world once again. Absolutely, right? What about, do you remember the Met Gala and there was a cockroach on the red carpet? Oh, yes. bop. Absolute yes, bop. Absolute yeah, brilliant. Bop. Like stole the thunder of absolutely everybody. That ties into your Eat the Rich theme as well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. What about Sam Smith's inflatable latex costume? Mm. I'm just gonna Do you say, remember what it had big like? White... I remember. I'm gonna go neutral because I didn't love it, but I feel like people went harder against it than was necessary. Yeah, totally. I, but I'm, I'm also gonna say, going to go neutral. On I'm going to say flop. Okay. okay. Well, look. because and no, that's your truth. Sam Smith <laughs> has some amazing outfits and costumes, and they do that really well. That just wasn't their best yeah. work, and that's yeah. the way it was. Yeah. Courtney's pregnancy announcement. Flop. The flop. one where flop. he Travis Barker is drumming on her. No. Yeah, flop. and she's in the audience with the big sign. Oh! Actually, no, I kind of thought that was a bop. Oh, no. Fanula. Anything a... that's happening with this this Travis Courtney storyline, I just cannot you be dealing with it. And I don't blame you. I, very quickly, before we go, Kylie J and Timothy Chalamet. Uh, um, flop. Flop, flop. Actually, yeah, flop I'm going to say bop good for you <laughs> see he's a, James is all yeah, about I'm a twig he yeah. loves, he loves. <laughs> <laughs> okay 2024 is the year of James being a twig but the very last one is Flounder in the remake of The Little Mermaid flop flop, flop. oh my have god hideous. I have he seen couldn't, these horrific monstrous he couldn't look more unwell no <laughs> Fanula it has been a pleasure to have you with us thanks for having me do you want to just give yourself a, a bit of a plug there and tell us where people can reach out and find you yes I'm at Fanula J everywhere on socials and as you mentioned Flop Culture is available wherever you get podcasts okay now before you go yes. we asked you for your song of the year do you want to tell us what it is uh, I do go it's, on go for it what could it be other than Padam Padam Kylie Minogue Padam Padam of course it is of course there you go so playing us out and playing us into the new year it is the bop of the year I don't think we could have picked a better no, song for it not. it's Padam Padam by Kylie Minogue on Curiosity. 